0: Oh, welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We talking UFC 284, Chat versus Volkanovski. And before we get into it, as always, go down and like and comment on this video. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe. Every subscriber matters. And this is your host for the show. I'm Paul. Pick him, win him, Concha, a.k.a. the Controversy, a.k.a. The sports gambler I and I am joined with.
1: Hey man, call me the man formerly known as Kev Waterboy. She boy. This week I'm Kev Dean in this motherfucker. Uh, We're gonna make sure my boy get the win this week. I gotta even if I gotta do it, my damn. So I uh, this fight could be in Russia, I'll still fix this motherfucker.
0: Man, I've I've been trying to tell people like you don't see pound for pound goats, pound pound. For... Four pound greats going against each other like this, in Makachev versus Volkanovski. I've seen people trying to say Volkanovski wins this fight. Fuck everything you hear. He's already top three of all time. Um, what? so like, I don't know where you already rank him. I don't know, where, but I'm definitely like he's already a great. He's our Islam to me is already great. Twenty three and one versus twenty five and zero. Oh. And I'm not trying to discount the co main event, which is Jair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. I don't know if the interim title is really on the line. I think it is. Yes, it is for sure. I'm positive. The yeah. featherweight interim title is on the line. And the only reason why I thought it probably was was because these are literally the top two featherweights right now. But to be honest, like Josh Emmett, 18 and 2, Yair Origa, 16 and 3. Yair coming off the win against Brian Ortega, where Ortega popped his arm out in the first round. The fight was over. Josh Emmett winning a split decision over Calvin Cater, which, which me and Kevin both agreed Calvin Cater won. So this is one of the weirdest featherweight interim titles we've ever seen. But we'll get into that more on. So let's just get into it, Kev. This is 284, Makachev versus Volkanovski. I'm going to throw it to you. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to hear? I'm not going to lie. This, this is not the deepest card. Usually the cards are super deep for pay-per-view. This is the first card where I'm looking at it like, yo, this is definitely a top-heavy card. Like, outside of the top two fighters, like, if you are just a UFC casual, you do not know who these motherfuckers are. Jimmy Crute, Tyson Pedro, Taburo, Jamie Mularkey, like who the fuck are these people? Like you're not you're not buying this card for them.
1: No, I respect it to the fullest. I mean, I definitely being a casual myself, I definitely don't ever know what's going on. So like, I can't. I just know that like these are a lot of people I've seen lose. Like Rob Font, I've seen him lose a couple times. Like yeah. Josh, no hands on Rob Font. Fon. Josh, Josh Emmett, I thought he lost last time I seen him
0: fight. Even though everybody loves him for some reason. Randy Brown against Jack Della Medina. Like, Jack Della Medina is like a next great prospect, but Randy Brown, like, we love him, but like, he always fights on like the prelims for like a big car. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, this this fight, this car goes either. I'm going to watch the whole thing, but. Australia is beautiful. Like, I will give them this. They, <laughs> they count the countdown. The countdown sold me on taking the trip to Australia. I will say that. Taking the trip to Australia and training in Thailand. Because the countdown, the promo sucks. Like, I've seen nothing but slap shit. I'll, I, I, if I want to say that. Man, that's
0: the, that's Dana White's fucking, he tried to tell you that's the best promotion.
1: <laughs> that's good promotion. I mean, I guess. But yeah, everybody's upset about it. Islam, me, you, Dan Hardy,
0: everybody's mad. Don't speak for me. I love the slap fighting. (laughs) I I was right in the slap fighting where y'all is. Y'all learned slap fighting. I was born in slap fighting. Well, I couldn't even
1: pay you to watch the tough season last season. I know you're not watching the slap fights.
0: Fuck no, bro. And the fact that it's on TBS, I'm like, this is the most family-oriented channel. And y'all want to sell the probably argument. Like, the biggest thing about boxing UFC is at least they're allowed to defend themselves. Now you're pushing a promotion where the person that gets hit is not allowed to defend themselves on, like, an a, like a alterating damage to their face. No, it's on TBS, like, the fucking the, the family channel of all family channels.
1: And it looks crazy to promo right now, especially since Dana White just had a thing where he slapped his wife. So I was like, that just doesn't look good.
0: <laughs> the greatest oh. promo of all time, right <laughs> Maybe that. You want to get slap fighting off? You want to get that shit to the moon? As long as you gotta slap fight with your wife.
1: God damn. But hey, man, it'd be like that. No she,
0: hey, it- hey, she she got the first slap in. So, like, it, it's not like it wasn't, like, a, she got one and he didn't. Like, hey, it was one for one. It was one for one. I'm crying. And that, look, it, that's the rules of slash fighting.
1: There you go. But, look, right. So, if when we get into this co-main, right, I look at it like this. Somebody um, brought up a really – um it was Ariel. Ariel wanted – he had an axe vote. He said, yo, if Yair beats Emmett or Emmett beats Yair, but Arnold Allen and Max Holloway just got announced. So yeah. if Arnold Allen, which everybody loves, if Arnold Allen beats Max Holloway, but Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett are fighting for the interim title, the next title shot's gonna go to them. But like what's a bigger, what's a bigger um what let me it. What's the bigger what's a bigger motherfucking um what's a bigger fight win? beating a Josh Emmett or being a Yair Arias or being a Max Holloway.
0: And to me, I think that's the beautiful thing about UFC. Like, yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, it's political. Yeah. But that's the big thing. About... Who fights who next out of this? All comes down to two things. And that's what makes UFC, UFC outside of boxing and other sporting events where you already know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It comes down to one does Volkanovski get beat? Like, if Volkanovski gets beat, and not only does he get beat, but he can be bad, and it's like an injury, like he might have like a shoulder popped out or something. Then, mm-hmm. if that happens, we are going to get the winner of Yair versus Emmett, and we're going to get versus the winner of Holloway versus Arnold Allen. Because then there'll be, like, some time in between the title shots because Volkanovski may be hurt. It all depends on how bad Volkanovski gets bad. Like, does he get beat? Does he win? Because if he wins, now we're in a different scenario altogether. But if he gets beat and he gets beat bad, then we're sitting here like, okay, he may be out for six months. Now we may have to – like, then we get all those fights that we're talking about. But if Volkanovski wins or if he loses and he doesn't get a bad injury – or not with a bad injury, but if he if he loses and it's just like an eh, and he's able to fight in the next two three months, I think it's almost gonna go domino effect. We'll get the winner of Yair versus Emmett first, and then whoever, and then after that, because I think if Volkanovski wins, he's double champ. I think he he's not gonna fight at one fifty five for real. I think he just wins it, holds it for a couple months. And then he relinquishes. It. He's just like, "All right, like I'm not gonna defend that other belt. That's not my natural weight class. So I'm gonna let it go." And, oh no! I mean, there is arguments otherwise, but I just can't see him trying to like. Cause think about it. Now you're not only are you having to fight the best of your weight class, but you're having to fight the best of that weight class, and you're having to do it double time. Because you can't hold up a, because Volkanovski is not somebody to hold up a weight class. Volkanovski is a real motherfucker. And Volkanovski is gonna probably like if he fights, like let's say he fights, I'm I'm making up names here, but let's say he fights Max Holloway, and two months from now, that's literally he fights Islam Makhachev, the best at light heavyweight, and then two months from now he fights, um Max Holloway. And then the other weight class has already moved on from there. And so now we're moving, now we're on to Oliver, Gaethje, Chandler, Connor, like we're on to the next names. So now there's only two months in between there. Now he has to defend that belt against the next person in that weight class. And while that's happening, now he has to go on and fight and defend the next best person at the other weight class. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he defends that belt because he might just relinquish it because like, Now, instead of fighting two times a year as a champ, which is already a a great amount because other champs are fighting one time a year, he might have to fight four to five times a year because he has to defend both belts. Like, both weight classes will be moving on just as much. Maybe Dana gives him the benefit of the doubt and only makes him defend each belt once, and that's only, to me, that's the benefit to the champ, but to the detriment of us as fans, now we only see this weight move on one time a year like that's that's why we hate light heavyweight that's why we hate middleweight because izzy and them and uh, light heavyweight at the time before now it was like oh this weight class doesn't move on except for one fight a year and if volkanovsky has become double champ and Dana white gives him that benefit of the doubt of like oh well you don't have to defend the belt don't worry about it we'll just make sure you only fight one belt a year Now we're sitting here like, yo, there's another two whole weight classes that only fight one time a year. And so I'm speaking as a fan on, like, what I hope that UFC does. So I just can't see Volkanovski holding both belts if he wins, holding both belts and defending both of them at the same time. Because that's six title fights a year almost, five title fights a year. And... Both weight classes, I'm not gonna say are deep because Max Holloway definitely runs the other weight class, uh featherweight outside of Volkanovski. Like, like hey, you think you're good shit until you run into Max Holloway, and then all of a sudden you realize, okay, Max Holloway is a whole universe away from me, and then you realize Volkanovski is a whole universe away from Max Holloway. So then it's just like, holy shit, like that's a big jump. Lightweight is a different whole. Weapon because all these motherfuckers are whole 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds bigger than you. You may think you are able to uh, to hold off the Brian Ortega Jiu Jitsu. You may think you're able to hold off the wrestling until somebody weighs 20 more pounds than you. As Kevin, as my witness, you know how much 20 pounds matters
1: because these are
0: no, oh, you all weigh the same when you weigh in. Yeah, when you're cutting weight, but the moment you put weight back on, you could be thirty more pounds than the other guy because the other guy might be in his natural weight class and you are in a fucking two, two weight classes below yourself.
1: That rehydration is a motherfucker. That's why you love playing in the day before.
0: Yeah. So like kev, like kev knows like, yeah, like that, but I'm getting a little off track here. We're spending more time on just like specifics and more analytics and things for like. Volkanovski, I don't think he's gonna double defend. I think it was only if he wins his belt, and if he does win the belt, he will. I I do put him in the top tier of the greats. Twenty five and one, and his one loss is one of his first fights in the UFC, not UFC, but there's MMA in general. We see that in boxing all the time, where the first fights of great prospects, if the their, one of their losses comes super. Early. Lomachenko, his second, his first loss was in his second fight ever, and it was a title That's fight. And the person yeah. blows the whole fight. So, like, shit like that happened. So, let's just get into the fight, Kev. I'm going to throw it to you. Islam versus Volkanovski. Next fight we're going to talk is Yair versus Josh Emmett. We're not going to skip over anything. But I just think this is a top-heavy card. Let's just get into the top. Let's get into what he- what weighs the most. Emmett, and I meant, but Volkanovski versus Islam Akachev. We got the belt, light-heavyweight t- title on the line. Where are you leaning? Why are you leaning it? How do you think this fight's gonna go? And if you don't see, even if you don't think the fight's gonna go that way, how do you see this fight going? And what are some other ways you see this fight going?
1: So first off, I think it's crazy. So I saw the interview with know, DC and RC with um with Islam and Volk, and it was just the demeanor. I think is the difference. So Islam is treating this like, yo, I'm bigger than you, little nigga. And like he's not calling him a little nigga. He's like, I respect him. I think he's good. I know he's a great fighter. At the same time so he's not dissing him like he was doing Charles Oliveira. Like
0: My question is, is is he so you already kinda answered it, but is he treating him how he treated Oliveira? Or is he treating him worse than Oliveira, Or even is he giving him more respect than Oliveira? Because so I did see an interview.
1: I think the thing about Islam is that like
0: Because my opinion is maybe he treats everyone like this. And if he's treating everyone the same, that means he gives everyone the same amount of respect. And he's giving everyone the same amount of respect, he's giving everyone the same amount of training camp, the same amount of, like, I'm going to come in with the same mentality as always. But if he's giving him a little bit less respect than Oliveira, then it's like, hold up, are you overlooking Volkanovski?
1: Now, I look at it like this. He's looking at him as a jit. Like, he's looking at him like, yo, you're small. Like, the money came in the ring after Abu Dhabi said, for sure, tell the short guy come in the ring. But, like, he's looking at him like, first off, they keep, first off, they brought up that how done. they don't have an Australian wrestling team. I was like, that was disrespectful. But, um, it's it hey, like- a
0: big light like, heavyweight, though. Some people think he could, like, he could honestly win the welterweight title right now because definitely it, Usman doesn't have the belt. But people are saying, like, Islam is a big lightweight, like, he doesn't come in at 155, he has to cut weight to 155. And when he comes into fight night, he's coming in usually at 170, 175. So, like, like he's he's a, that's why like Volkanovski, Some people think, like, oh, Volkanovski's a big, big uh featherweight, like, he used to be a rugby player. But my personal opinion on it is just like, yeah, but that was that was when he was like rugby shape. Now when you're in UFC shape, Kev, Kev, you know what's the difference between like normal football shape versus wrestling shape is like I gotta cut weight. Like I gotta make 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 my weight. And, and, one, cut, and one of them you cut weight, the other one you lift weights. Yeah, so like volkanasi, that like yeah, he may be big for his weight class, but he's not gonna be big for somebody who's big for a weight class already above you. So, but I'm gonna th- I'm gonna give it back to you, Kevin, finish what you're saying. But like that, I hear that a lot in the Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere is going heavy, like oh Volkanovski's a big featherweight. Y'all think Islam's gonna be a big lightweight? Wait till Volkanovski's rugby shape comes in. And I'm like. Rugby shape is not the same as UFC MMA shape, and Islam yeah. comes in biggest fuck for lightweight.
1: You got to be able to go twenty five minutes in the UFC, so you always got to be in UFC shape. You can't go twenty five minutes, you're fucked.
0: But do you think so, do you think weight's gonna be a big? I'm gonna throw that to you as a question. Do you think that weight's gonna be a big difference here as Islam, who's already a big lightweight? But Volkanovski is a rugby player who has been bigger in his past days. He has been like a 250 a 250 rugby player. Do you think weight's actually gonna be an issue? Or do you think UFC slash MMA weight actually means a difference?
1: I don't think it's gonna be about weight. It's gonna be about strength. So like you can be stronger than a motherfucker. Like you can be you can be bigger than a motherfucker, but not stronger than him. A- so both that Bolt is bulking his ass off like both is doing his thing he's eating steaks he's doing what he got to do but i think islam just has islam has so the their sizes are going to be very similar they're going to be close but islam oh, is man. a motherfucker. yeah islam's a dagestani monster you feel me so like he's strong as fuck and that's going to be his biggest strength because if you if you were to take both down can you because Volk isn't practicing takedown defense. He's practicing how to get the fuck up out of a fucking take after getting taken down. Oh,
0: right. great point, Kev. That's a beautiful point.
1: So, motherfucking, that's where it's going to come in. Like, is that strength going to be able to keep him down? Can you make him hold your strength? Can you, Can when he tries to move? Because his, his strongest weapon is that he gets you on. He'll get on top, and then now you start squirming. You don't know what to do anymore. I mean, Oliveira didn't squirm or nothing crazy like that, but you don't know what to do. He, he's only, he just making small moves because he's strong as fuck.
0: My question is if if, if we see, because like Oliveira didn't get into that position until the second round, so we see Volkanovski in the second round get, all of a sudden, get taken down in like a, a swift movement and like triangle set up type shit. Do you mm. expect Volkanovski to get out because, like, we've seen Brian Ortega at featherweight is by far the most polished, best featherweight BJJ practicer there is at a championship level. He Volkanovski fought for two of them. Two of them. If Islam gets something similar at the first time, do you expect Volkanovski to get out of
1: it? Oh, nah, nah. That's, Once Islam
0: gets it, is locked in, loaded. Time to call the fight. Because we got to remember
1: that Charles Charles Oliveira is probably the best BJJ. like at the moment, like probably the best Basically. we've seen. But like the best we've seen all around, polished, disciplined discipline, the world. Well. And when he got in it tight, oh my goodness, you was stuck. But here's my thing, though. But I don't is Oliveira got dropped. Like, he didn't get dropped. Like, he didn't get, like, stunned, knocked out, nothing. But he got punched to the floor. And then he went to the floor. He was like, okay.
0: So, yeah, he got dropped. And I will agree with that. Do you remember when that happened? It was about three and a half, four years ago. Do you remember when we were live with Romeo Mac for the Oliveira versus Islam fight? And I said before the fight happened... Islam's gonna win this fight, it's gonna be on the ground, he's gonna manhandle the ground where people all people think Oliver is gonna have the 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 specialty on mission. Islam sambo is a different it's like wrestling, but wrestling on steroids where like they grab like the reason why I think Sambo beats BJJ is because Sambo they're a wrist specialty thing. While they're holding your wrist hostage on one hand their other hand is finding the best practical means of getting this fight over whether that mean to, to to get into a dominant position whether that mean to grab your hips grab your legs to get to take you down whether that mean once you're on the ground and use that other hand to get into side control like to get on like they're when you watch Samba fighters, they're not beating you on some crazy submission, some crazy. They're just getting to the most dominant position that holds you down, and you can't do anything about it. And while you're there, now I'm going to dominate you into some submission. It's never some crazy, oh, you're beating me, and all of a sudden, now I got you in an arm bar. Or, oh, you're beating me, and now I got you into a headlock. No, it's literally, I am dominating you all around. So, Volkanovski and Islam, I don't expect it to be happening that way. But Volkanovski could definitely, I don't want to say undermining him, because Volkanovski is a great champ on his own, but Islam could definitely be in this fight. And we saw with Oliveira, when I was telling you, Oliveira, we were waiting for the Islam to take him down. But what happened all that fight? Islam was winning the exchanges on the feet. That was the big difference to me, was Oliveira, we were waiting for Oliveira, like, okay, once we take it down, we're going to sit here and, and fucking literally diagnose and act like we're BJJ specialists, And we'll sit here and be like, okay, who won? The, who won the ground fight? But Islam was winning the the on-the-feet fight, and that only makes me respect Islam's ground fighting even more because Oliveira was whooping Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler's ass on the feet before he started dominating them on the ground. The reason why Islam was winning the feet fight, to me, is because of the fact that, like, I think Oliveira knew if it went to the ground, he's going to lose. And he had the respect islam's ground game so that's why it allowed openings on the feet because he was expecting him to shoot a takedown expecting him to do something else other than throw hooks throw jabs all that stuff so volkanazi is the same boat to me Volkanovski's ground game is nowhere near yes you can argue oh his takedown defense is better than all his takedown defense may be better than ortega's but his takedown offense For Imagine being somebody and Kev, you can, because Kev is a high school wrestler. He got recruited to go to college wrestling. Kev is a college wrestler on resume. If you are somebody who shoots takedowns, Kev, and imagine you're someone who shoots takedowns on the offensive side of things, and the person you go against, yes, he has good takedown defense. He doesn't get takedown a lot. But He doesn't have great offensive wrestling. He's not going to get you into a submission. He's not going to get you into a position where you don't want to be. Imagine being Islam Makachev, and you could shoot takedowns on somebody who could, yes, arguably block all your takedowns, 90 95% of all your takedowns. But are you, as Islam, or Charles Oliveira, or any of these great BJJ, Sambo people, are you worried of Volkanovsky to submit you? Are you worried of Volkanovsky to get you in a position that you don't want to be in? That's my thing with Islam. Is like He can shoot 150 takedowns and miss 149 of them. All he needs is one to get you, and it's over with. He is not worried about Volkanovski to reverse you on one of these takedowns and get you to – because this is similar to, like, a Sean Strickland versus somebody who can take you down. Like, the, if Volkanovski reverses you and you're in a position where you're losing, Volkanovski's best bet is to get off of you. Because if Volkanovski stays in that position – Islam's gonna reverse him and get on top, or you know, like you know, when it comes to technique, when somebody's just way better of a wrestler than you, that's what my whole thing with Volkanovski versus him is. is like, yeah, Islam may Islam may not be better striking, but like this is a twenty five minute fight, and there's no way that he's a better fighter than Islam. And if Volkanovski beats him, it it stuffs a takedown in the third round. And is sitting on top of him. And if he sits 30 seconds too long, Islam's gonna reverse him and take his back. And the moment he takes his back, now now we're sitting here like, oh, what's gonna happen? That's my whole thing with his old fights. Like, there is no point where Volkanovsky stuffs a takedown, and I'm worried about Islam. Cause he could stuff every single takedown, but is Volkanovsky have the discipline to not follow up on the stuff? Because the moment he tries to follow up and sits on top of Islam, now he's opened himself up to a reversal. Now he's opened himself up to something else. That's what my whole thing is on this whole fight. It's like, yeah, there is points where I can see Volkanovski beating Islam, but this is a real fight. And Islam is 100% takedown, 100% submission, 100% getting top control. And there's no way I could see Volkanasi stuffing all of them and being in every great position after stuffing them to stop any reversal, stop anything like that. So, like, that that's the whole thing with this fight. Give me Islam. Even if it's minus 410, I don't give a fuck. That's free money to me. Like, Islam is by far – if Islam, Habib, Andrew <laughs> Kudvin, Usman, Nurmagomedov all find the UFC right now, the top three pound-for-pound pound, would be Habib, Islam, and Uzi, and Austin.
1: I respect it. I mean, I think it takes very valid, but I look at this fight. Is, Islam is very dangerous, but Islam's very dangerous, but I like Volk on the feet, like up top. I like him on the feet, and I think this fight is going to go to the deep waters.
0: And then I think... If this was Volk versus Olivera, do you think Volk has the Especially Oliveira's run, beating Gaethje and Dustin Poirier on the feet. Because remember where you were when Oliveira had won the title? Do you, if we're talking Oliveira versus Volkanovski on the feet, are you still thinking Volkanovski wins on the feet? A single-hand yeah. That's because Oliveira was KO. Like, Gaethje was a highlight reel. Poirier is probably arguing best boxing in MMA. And we're sitting here, like, yo, he a single-handling, like, like, elbowed them motherfuckers to oblivion.
1: I, like, I really, I me, I think you know me, have two different views on Volk, because I think Volk is really the pound-for-pound pound, pound number one, like, I think some things happen, the reason why people are, like, kind of sleeping on this fight is because things had to happen, like, Izzy has to lose, Usman has to lose, and that's why, like, Volk, I really, like, Volkanovski is really my second favorite fighter, like. Like just to listen to you I I I I knew, just
0: I knew, I knew, You put on this ref outfit was gonna mean something.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I I I was listening to you and I was like, Why
1: are you just really, just coming that
0: vote? Like there's nothing. I'm not coming like at vote. See, that's my like thing. People are <laughs> like coming at their team. People were really be coming at vote about the team, about fight. I'm size. like, I am just analytically business. breaking down, like. It can Volkanovsky really defend the takedowns with 25 minutes? That's my whole thought on the opinion. Can Volkanovski stuff takedown? Yes. He is the probably the best stuff takedown, pound for pound championship tier kind of guy there is. But Islam's a different kind of beast when it comes to stuffing takedown. And on top of it, it's a 25-minute fight where Volkanovsky can stuff can stuff four or five of them. But that fifth one that he don't stuff, now we're sitting here talking a different ballgame. But I see you in my ref outfit. I see you rocking the stripes. I see you, my my guy. So I can understand you are 100 percent against me right now. Cause the refs are 100 percent always against me in my bet. You
1: no, know I'm saying I'm gonna be out there. I'm gonna be out there in Australia. I just booked, I just got my ticket. I'm actually zipping in a second, pack my bags.
0: Make, no. your, make your pick, Kev. I'm going to leave it off. Make your pick how they're going to win it, why they're going to win it, and shut the fuck up everybody else.
1: So I'm taking vote all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Plus 320.
0: I- Plus 320 on the odds, money line, straight up. Tease
1: it, tease it, tease it to a pickle. Fuck it. I'm not tripping. like what you mean. But, um... Give me, give me an extra, give me an extra five. I don't give a like, what the fuck. Like, but, but um, I like Vogue because I think this is what this fight. If it comes down to can you um stop the takedowns? Can you stop him? Can you do this? Can you do that? But we're forgetting that Vogue can adapt. Vogue can really sit down and figure things out. The longer you're in the fight, the more dangerous it's for Islam, and I don't think nobody, nobody recognizes that. I think
0: no even his corner.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think that really means as much as it, as it sounds like. I think that's a big deal, but I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, I think he's a, he's a tough motherfucker, and they understand completely. I want to know why. I don't think they dropped why everything dropped like that. But um, I really like Volk in this fight. I think Volk has a lot of grit. I think he understands that he's being counted out. And I think, like, I'm also the same person that picked Shevchenko to beat Nunez, like, every time, even though she gets fucked up. Like, I'm just, I'm taking the underdog in this one. Like, I really like motherfucking, I really like both to just sit down and just try to just figure things out. He takes it, he he figures out the pace, he controls the pace, he figures things out. Because this is going to be a, I don't think Islam is really coming in with the mindset to do you have to think in this fight. I think he's coming in like, yo, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And if I'm not killing him, I'm going to kill him. Like Volk's really coming to the bitch like yo. There's he can low the he can low key demolish me five different ways at any point in time. So I got to be not only on my guard, but I got to make him uncomfortable some way, somehow. And I'm gonna figure it out. And once I figure, I'm gonna do it before the before the um before um halfway through the third, because that's when the, that's when it's money time.
0: All right, So, Kev. You're walking with Volkanovsky. big my, Volk, big. bald Volk, Yeah. all powerful, pound, pound. king. God. All right, so they already know my pick. Rocking with Vulcan yeah, himself, Alexander the Great. <laughs> I can't even say that straight face. I think that is disrespect.
1: You did not just diss my dog.
0: For- I just dissed him straight, straight to the face. He talk, he talk,
1: you talk about can he take Kenny stuff to takedowns? Can, can he handle being dissed for 25
0: minutes? <laughs> hey, bro. Islam's not just the biggest religion in the world; it's also the baddest motherfucker in the world. Give me Islam Makachev. I respect
1: it. I respect it. But hey, man, let's talk Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett, and then we still gotta talk one more thing before we go.
0: All right, Yair minus one sixty-five, Josh Emmett plus one forty. This is take him. This is the interim title for the featherweight Volkanovsky, brother. Look behind him after this. He. That's also another thing we didn't take into account for this fight. It was like Volkanasi's literally gonna watch the interim fight happen before him and worry about that guy before the fight with Islam. So, you
1: don't know vote every time I hear this, you don't know vote like you don't, you ain't see him cussing, cussing at the camera after beating Max Holloway. Like, yeah, and then right, Yair is-
0: Rodriguez coming off of his Brian Ortega blown shoulder TKO. And Josh Emmett coming over a split decision over Calvin Cater where a lot of people, including me and Kev ourselves, thought Calvin Cater won that fight. But Josh Emmett did put up a – I did rewatch that fight very recent. I actually watched that fight yesterday. That fight was a lot closer now that I know Josh Emmett won the fight and rewatching it. The fight's not as one-sided as I thought it was. But a really good fight nonetheless. We got Emmett versus Yair Rodriguez. And – I, I'm kind of rocking with Emmett here. And the one reason why I'm rocking with him is I think Guy Rodriguez has got here, not, I want to say unscathed, but he's just kind of got here without having, like, he had Ortega without his shoulder. And I think Emmett's going to land the punches on him. We saw when Giga fought Calvin Cater. When Giga, a known kickboxer, great kickboxer, and is going to take the the whole uh weight class. By storm type shit, Cavicator or Boxer showed him, like, yo, MMA boxing is a different thing. completely. And I just think something similar is going to happen with Yair versus Emmett. So, I think Emmett as an underdog, I like it here. I just think Yair hasn't got, gotten hit. And when Emmett lands his fucking heavy hands on him and he kind of owns everything, he's gonna Yair is going to be kind of spooked away from that fight. Like he's not gonna want to get in there and trade with somebody as heavy-handed as Emmett, because like kickboxes are more finesse, whereas Emmett's more power. And when Emmett dominates the power on the inside, we're gonna see a different fight. So give me Emmett here as the underdog, and I also I've always fucked with Emmett minus the Calvin Cater fight and Yairo Riga's. You, you kind of get my boy Brian Ortega dirty. I'm not gonna say you made him look like a bitch, but you didn't give credit to where it was due and somebody who definitely got hurt in the middle of the fight. So, fuck you and fuck what you mean. Get my boy Josh Emmett his fucking chance right here.
1: I'm taking yeah, yeah I think he's a, I think he's an animal. I think he's a monster. And I want to see him against Arnold Allen. For real, for real. But, it's
0: a great fight. I, so Arnold Allen against Max is a great fight. Like, we haven't really talked that fight, but like that fight alone is like, yo, like y'all do your thing, you see. But
1: in some random news, that's not even the other news we got to talk. Motherfucking congratulations, LeBron James. He's just now passed. Kareem abdul Jabbar is the all time leading scorer. Fuck y'all hating us niggas.
0: Fuck yeah. y'all old motherfuckers, man. Like this thing, y'all be thinking, oh, well, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer would be a fucking plumber nowadays. Bill Lambeer would not, like, how fast are you? I run a 5'2". <laughs> okay, how, how, how high you jump? 22 inches. <laughs> Is he serious? He like, <laughs> what the, how many points you putting up? About nine. <laughs> that, like, I had to talk to my dad. I was like, you can't hate on LeBron. You might think MJ's the GOAT. You might think Magic's the GOAT. You might think Kareem, though. You might think I'll to go the GOAT. But to sit here and sit here and look me in the face and act as if LeBron wouldn't be a top three player all time in any generation, he's 6'9", 6'8", 250. Like, you are, you, you're fooling yourself. And, like, he hates LeBron, but he was like, I don't think is the GOAT. I think Magic's the GOAT. But Magic didn't get to play his full career. And I was like, I can see an argument where Magic's the GOAT. And – And then we we was talking more, but I was just like, this is all facts because like he he agreed with me. He was just like, yeah, like everyone that played back in the day, like, yes, there was a few great ones, but there wasn't a team where every team had a great player. He's like like the I told him like the Bill like Bill Lambier was the first person I brought up. Like Bill Lambier would not play nowadays. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr would not even touch the floor. Steve Kerr is a afterthought like you you know how many college kids come out being able to hit a three but be able to run the four the 40 a lot faster than Steve Kerr uh, like, like 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 he is an afterthought like there's no way any of these great players are ever touching the floor so like shout out LeBron shout out the goat and the same thing we brought up with Tom Brady's the same thing I brought up with LeBron it's just like Longevity on plus the fact that you're at the top of the game in that longevity because LeBron is arguably top two or three all time, but every year that he's ever been in the league
1: I man shout out my dog man I fuck with that man he got me two championships kid hey, I know what the championship feel like because of that boy. you feel me? I fuck with my boy
0: he's my his- he. Gaze.
1: Yeah, come on man. i fuck with that man, dog. And the biggest thing about it is he really just was an upstanding citizen. He looked great the whole way doing it. He kinda he's lost his cool, but it wasn't on no crazy shit. So he never really felt like he disrespected anybody. And he just didn't care about the haters. He took he took his he did what he wanted to do. He's lived his life and he's an upstanding guy. And on top of that, he's a leading scorer in the GOAT, you dirty bitches. Oh, now dude. I'm back to the MMA. So, lastly, before we motherfucking go, it was 12 o'clock, man. My bedtime was at motherfucking 1159, which, you know, niggas be up watching
0: and the man smoking and shit. Versus
1: but you got the, the fucking most, the biggest news we've heard in a minute, motherfucking the, the tough season this year. And I'm going to make sure Paul watch this year because it's going on ESPN. Is it we got Michael Chandler versus the notorious Conor McGregor, his return man, and this is gonna be a banger of a season. Cause if you saw Conor, if you saw Conor versus um, Uriah Faber as a coaches, they let they didn't even fight, but you kind of got Uriah Faber's head so bad that he kind of was like the tipping the like I feel like the last straw in the um TJ Dillashaw situation after that, it was never nothing
0: cool. After that, I swear. So, my only issue with this is so, there has been a reporter for the UFC slash like people that's been keeping up with Connor in particular, and he said like Connor has yet to even put in his Usada sample. So even if Connor is the, I guess why I asked it is, is it finalized? Because like even if Connor is the the coach of this this year he has to go six months on USADA before he fights. They're not the, the season's not gonna be done till August. But so that's my thing. Like he has yet to do a sample. So he has to put a sample in relatively yeah. quickly.
1: you like yes because that, that makes sense because think about it because the sea, the season doesn't end until August 15th and it's only February 8th, February 9th, February um February whatever when you guys are watching this. But
0: um, he has no because like it'd be Jennifer. We March, April, May, June, July, August. Literally, he had to have a sample in like today, like for the six months. to he, he got, he got, he
1: got, a couple days. He got like
0: what Nine, He got seven that days. man got a week, and yeah, he got a week. yeah, that man has more. He's just dropped his uh um Irish, the proper twelve Apple brand. Uh, so I don't know how much that's really on his plate to things to do. And I can see him definitely just being the, uh, uh, a coach. You know what I mean? Like he's just going to be a coach. He's not going to fight this this within the six months. Maybe oh, after oh. the season, that might be a storyline where he's dropping his sample during the season. But that's one of the things that a lot of MMA, UFC fans kind of agree on is the season that he was on as a coach, it was fun when we saw him versus Corey. Uh, not Corey Sanning, but for him versus Corey uh, Garbrandt. Versus him versus Uri Favor with the whole snake in the grass Corey Garbrandt situation going on and TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, but it
1: was That's crazy.
0: But when he was as a coach with the the MMA, the whole world shit and him and RB Lovavov all it was kind of a mid-season because he wasn't legitimate. He was like, oh, all y'all are going to have to fight for yourselves. I'm not here to coach everybody. And literally half the time he was in his phone doing a whole bunch of other Conor McGregor, like, you know, you have shit to do. Like, now you're on top of the game. Like, you are you have shit to do. You have to be on your phone. You have to be answering meetings. So, like, that was one of the worst seasons in MMA a lot of people agree on is, like, when he was the captain of a season – And he was already a fan, not fan, but like a big deal because that season was like international was like his people from the international Europe scene, Irish, Germany, France, English, all those people versus USA homegrown talent. And as he was the coach, he was just like, Oh, like you're all on your own. Like, Oh, I might like when you fight, like, I'm not, I can't be in the ring with you type shit. So like, I'm the same from a lot of other people, like Connor is a great person, and all that, But like, how great of a season are you really expecting if it, if someone the same shit where it's not really the best coaching?
1: So I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This was a gift to me. I think this is gonna be a lit last season. I watched last season and I was like, they could do better. I mean, it was cool. I didn't think Mohammed Uzman was actually gonna win, but he won. But that season was. Like the tough is fun. Like I think that's what they're bringing it back. Like it's supposed to get gritty. It's supposed to get edgy. It's supposed to get dirty. Like next year they're probably gonna have motherfucking Islam and the boys doing their thing. Like they are gonna have some days. Like it's gonna be fun. And it's on ESPN, the big screen, not ESPN two, not ESPN Desportes. not ESPN Classic, ESPN. Like I bet you Dana had to deliver that one. Like they said, they said, "Yo, I'll let you. I'll let you get the ESPN slot." But don't bring me no Tony Ferguson. I want Connor McGregor and I want Michael Chandler, motherfuckers. And they did that. And we've talked about Michael Chandler's resume. He really has only fucked up, forgotten fucked up by top boss ass niggas. Like, this is going to be a fun fight to watch. And Dustin Portier hates now nah, I was talking about some, hey man, I like Connor McGregor. And this man, such up. Your- like, we ain't giving no picks yet. But he did do that.
0: All right. Well, you heard our thoughts on it. Like I said, I, I do think it'll be lit, but my whole thing is like one of the worst seasons on, on like, knowing the man was the fact that McGregor wasn't really, he was half as in being a coach. And if you're not going to fight at the end of the season, you cannot half ass being a coach. So that's my whole thing with Colin McGregor. You're probably not going to fight on the season because you had not been in the test pool. So if you're not going to be in the USADA test pool and fight, do not half-ass being a coach because the whole he- point you're being there at this point is to be a coach. But we made our picks. I got Josh Emmett as the underdog, plus 140. Cav got Yair Rodriguez, minus 165. Featherweight end interim title. And then when we get into the picks of the main event, I've been telling you all a long time ago I'm on the Islam train. I'm happy you all rode with me because Islam is now the champion. Islam's minus 410 in this fight here. Volkanovsky, he don't have any belts up for grabs. He's fighting for the belt at light heavy, not lightweight, but lightweight. He's plus three twenty. has rocking with Alexander the Great. He has
1: the crown. He has the crown on the line. My boy got the crown right now. See,
0: so they don't. Be Twenty-five and Twenty-five and one versus twenty-three and one. These are some great-ass records up to grab. If Volkanovsky gets his dub. He is arguably up there with the greats as pound for pound greatest of all time. And like Islam is no slouch. Like Islam made light word of everyone, everyone in his way so far. So stay tuned for the UFC 284 Manchester versus Volkanovski. Josh Emmett versus Yair Rodriguez. As always, this has been Totally Blitz podcast. This is the Fight Club. I'm Josh. I'm not Josh. I'm Paul, pick 'em, win em I was drawn by Kev Water Boy of Street fight, Street Fight Enthusiast. And if y'all didn't know, well now y'all know motherfuckers. Regiment, suck it, let in, passing out the medicines. We've been on that Rockstar Regiment, knowing that I'm having shit higher than I ever been. Got
1: a problem with being problematic Keep Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you not batting Then my gang got tools, you could call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man you better watch your passes This ain't not new, and it's season maxing All I'm saying is true, you better stop your capping Lacking like with Leo ass all in the passing